0: I think it's safe to say that most kids don't know what burnout really feels. So if they say that they're burned they out,
1: they, they, they're struggling.
0: Burnout sneaks up on you and doesn't, you don't realize it's happening to you until you're literally in it. That doesn't mean, this is the thing that doesn't mean quit. Nope. That does not or mean stop quit. Or yeah. That's, and, cause that's
1: uh, where for me, a perspective check has always been very important. Understand that you're on a path and that you're going somewhere it might not seem that you're driving at 90 miles per hour at the moment. It might seem like you're stuck in park, but you're still going there. You might have to change your mindset a little bit. You might have to take a step back from what you're doing. Like you said, pivot onto something else. Get your mind off of it. Go, go try something totally different for a minute and then come back. But you have to understand that that next level up, that next goal is attainable. It is in reach. You might have to change your mindset a little bit. You might have to take a step back from what you're doing. Like you said, pivot onto something else. Get your mind off of it.
0: Let's finish it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, coming in. Yeah. Flex. I just want to win. I just want to win. L.A. BB who we running with. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Closing Pitch. My name is Spiker Helms, and this is a show about people, culture, and how to create a winning lifestyle. I'm on my 24th cup of coffee today, so I'm all hopped up on caffeine. I'm ready to roll. Um, Dave, how are you today?
1: I'm good, brother. Man, it's Friday, so it's, uh, it's just good to be podcasting again.
0: You got your new hat on? I do. One thing about us, guys, is that um, we run the Twelve Six brand, which is a hat brand inside of the Tigers. And Dave has successfully designed so many hats for us. And what's funny about this whole relationship is that I am the designer and he is more of a process guy.
1: Yep, But that's for sure. For
0: whatever reason, every design that I've created has been a dud in every design that Dave has created.
1: It's because I am fashion conscious, Spiker. <laughs> you are not. Nobody likes the deep V that you wear most of the days, and more people can relate to me. It's just that simple.
0: We need to send you to Paris and go to Fashion Week.
1: No, see that was that's where you go for Fashion Week. I would go to like, you know, Rolla, Missouri for Fashion Week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Those people down there no fashion.
1: <laughs> 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 I shop at Marshalls, and you shop at um, I mean, Express. No, I don't shop yes, at I don't do. shop at yes, Express. I am not an Express 100%. shopper. Um, Skinny jeans. You know,
0: you know what store I really like. You're gonna judge me on this, of course. H&M.
1: Yep, it's an easy
0: judge. <laughs> I thought you were gonna agree. Like, oh, H&M a great store.
1: No, I've never. I've been in there once.
0: You've never been in H&M once.
1: It's in the mall, right? <laughs> isn't it yes it's in the mall yeah so i we just had this conversation we went to get lunch today i don't like the mall
0: well, so in high school what type of clothing did you wear
1: well i told you in high school that it was i just wore whatever the cool kids wore it was like abercrombie and fitch and american eagle and so
0: were you that kid that would come to school and you were wearing like
1: a t-shirt know. that said abercrombie and like fitch the on. big yeah. abercrombie oh, and fitch yeah. <laughs> oh god oh was... yeah for sure and birkenstocks were key those are huge oh yeah
0: that just literally screams millennial. No, that was what everybody did. I know, but I mean like Birkenstocks, like just the, it, I still have
1: Birkenstocks.
0: Shut up. Oh yeah. god. They're sweet. Yeah, I don't I don't have
1: those anymore. Well, see they they kind of skipped like probably didn't wear them for like 7 8 years, but now that I'm kind of like an old man, the trend's coming, coming back, back. right? They're coming back, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it works. So yeah. it, was, it was a pretty smart move to hold and on And you're going to hold
0: on to it until you guys have kids, and then you're yeah. going to pull it out. And, yeah, why not? And then they're going to be like, oh, crap, dad's, dad wearing his, dad's wearing his Birkenstocks again
1: <laughs> and
0: his robe. Oh, that'd be
1: <laughs> awesome. That's that's the dream, right? That <laughs> and, is walk, a, and walking
0: your dog. That is 100% the
1: dream. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Saturdays to mowing grass and Sundays are for me to walk my dog with Birkenstocks in my robe. That's right.
1: 100%. (laughs) I'll be that guy.
0: Uh, Guys, today we're going to be talking about burnout. And this is is a huge topic for me um, because... I was a guy that, and if you haven't, obviously, if you're listening to the show and you're a repeat listener, you know that I am literally 365, seven days a week. Um, But at some point, burnout does play a huge factor. And I'm learning that now more than ever when it comes to work. And we at the facility... I love it when guys um, live here at the facility and they work out and they hit, but at some point it becomes where they're just hanging out to hang out and they're not getting anything done, which becomes worrisome for me because we need to get on to the next thing. You need to make sure that you're balancing yourself out more correctly because then it gives you a chance to really appreciate what's happening in the moment. And we talked about that in the previous episode with Eric Miller, um, and how he approaches his stuff and guys that I've been with in the big leagues, they are that have been to the big leagues, that's how they've approached it, which is I'm gonna get in, get my stuff done, get out, move on to the next thing. Because when that what that does is it moves you in a direction to where you really appreciate when you're in the gym mm-hmm. or you're in the cage, hitting a baseball or fielding a baseball. Mm-hmm. There are five things that I want to deliver to you on how you know that you are starting to burn out and you're in that middle ground and you're starting to plateau and actually going into a negative trend rather than a growing trend. The first one is it takes, it takes a while for you to get out of bed. That might seem counterintuitive. You're like, how does that even relate? But if you are going to bed at, let's just say, midnight. Typical high school student, midnight, Mm -hmm. one o'clock. And it takes you forever to get out of bed on a Saturday when you know you have training. That's when you know that, hey, I need to kind of look at my situation and be like, ooh, do I really want to do this today? Mm -hmm. When I was in pro ball, that's what it felt like in the winter months, which was I was living baseball constantly, Mm -hmm. I was working baseball. I was giving lessons. I was working the front desk at balls and strikes, and then I would go hit, and then I'd go train, and then I'd do it all over again. I had no release valve. I remember that. Whatsoever.
1: You didn't have hair. You wore those uh, different colored socks all the time. Your Argyle socks? Yes. That was your phase. But you were always there, man. You were, you know, I was working for the Tigers at that point, and you were there nonstop. It seemed like you never left.
0: Yeah, and it it was good for me because I got better, no doubt. but school really helped balance myself out because it forced me to do something other than baseball. It forced me to do something other than going to the gym and doing, doing like getting a part of clubs. Cause I was part of a number of clubs in college. It got me away from the baseball when I, when I literally told myself, hey, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do everything, anything baseball. That was a huge mistake, huge mistake because I couldn't get myself away from it. And it got to a point where I was burning myself out.
1: Well, probably it's like it gets you, it gets to a point where even when you're not on the field, you're thinking about it. And it's just, it never leaves your head. You know, it, it, it basically just lives there and you're thinking about it nonstop, 24-7, 365, and it, you know it happens to the best of us. Like I mentioned two episodes ago in my solo podcast that that's, that's when it turned into a have-to.
0: The second thing that you know that when you're burning out is you're not passionate when you speak. So when you talk about that subject, you're not absolutely 100% passionate. How do you know when you're passionate? It is when you're actually talking from the gut. You're talking from the heart, and you're very, and I wouldn't say emotional cause emotional means like very, um, you're in your face or you can go highs and lows. It's more of, there's a deep seated root in you that you are everything and anything of that thing. Does that make sense?
1: I kind of equate it to, it's like, you know, truly having a love for it. Um, and you know, I've heard this from a lot of people in in different aspects, but we'll just stay in baseball here for a second. You know, I had a couple guys who I played, you know, high school with who then went on to play college and professional. One of them in particular, and I won't mention names, but he talked about, well, man, I loved high school baseball. I really loved college baseball, and he played at a really high level. He played in the SEC or Big 12 at the time. And then it got to college – or I'm sorry, pro – in that day to day grind, he was like, it was something that made me kind of fall out of love with it. And then it, he was like, it, he wasn't as passionate, like you're talking about. He wasn't as passionate about when he talked about it. It was like, when you talk about his college experience, he was like, dude, this was awesome. I loved every minute of it. I loved traveling. I loved competing. I loved the process of it. When you ask about, you know, when you just ask, ask a simple question, how's pro ball going? you know, it's, it's all right. It's, um, you know, we're, we're doing it and whatnot. And that was kind of the answer that you got. There was no love. Yeah. I think,
0: I think it's just a, it's a balancing act and every, every single person is different. Like again, Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant's Kobe Bryant, and they've reached the the top of their pinnacle because they were able to get through those burnout phases. I'm sure that they've, they've, um, gotten it to that point at some, at some level Mm -hmm. and they're able to balance themselves out whether it's something that they worked on on a project, that's why I think a lot of these major leaguers, um, obviously, from a tax incentive standpoint, they have these
1: charities. charities yeah, yeah. But I
0: also think it's, help, it's to get them away from the game a little yeah. bit, and it's able to get them completely decompressed from, I'm not doing baseball. Yep. Because in pro ball, the big thing is, I don't want to do baseball. I don't want to do anything. I'm part of it. I want, I want nothing to do with it. Like I remember when someone asked me like, Oh man, you're living the dream. You're playing pro ball. And like, yeah, I'm I'm playing pro ball. Like I'm making a few bucks here and there. It's not nothing to knock the doors on. Like it's like, you're not, you don't get paid that much, mm-hmm. but again, I'm getting paid to play a game, which is pretty cool if you think about it, but it wasn't like, I didn't want to talk about it. Mm-mm. When someone would say, Hey, how, how is how is it? Like, dude, it's it's literally a job.
1: Well, then, like, think back to that day. Did you even want to, like, let's say, let's say, did you want to go home and watch baseball? No, not at all. <laughs> did not you want to I, I talk about it?
0: I didn't want to talk about it. I I just wanted I just wanted to decompress and watch a movie and not think anything of it. And if I could go back now, what I probably would have done is I probably would have. Picked up something, whether that's like an instrument or another job that had nothing to do with baseball. Pick up some more classes for college. Sure. Do something that had nothing get to a do little with bit it. more balance. Yeah, because again, I loved. Don't get me wrong, pro ball was awesome. Like, don't think that this is like a downgrade on pro ball or Mm -hmm. baseball in general, just understand that I was going through a burnout phase and I had no idea how to handle that, Mm -hmm. which is nice because now I know how to handle that burnout. Hey, I need to take a vacation. Hey, I need to go do this instead. Oh, I want to work on this project instead. I want to do something more personal. I want to work on something on my house or learn, example, me, you're going to call me a nerd, learn more about economics.
1: I didn't call you a nerd. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but there's probably someone that would say like, oh, okay, okay, nerd.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> so I, I think it's just a matter of that person knowing, Hey, I'm starting to feel a little burnt out. That doesn't mean, this is the thing that doesn't mean quit. Nope. That does not or mean, stop quit. Or whatnot. yeah. yeah. And, Cause what happens in, in, in this industry, in my humble opinion is that parents are so worried about the burnout phase. Oh, we don't want to burn him out because they're afraid that they're going to quit but that's not what we're saying is that we're saying yeah recognize that's a burnout and get them to do something else something in a different category what it could be it could be ballet it could be art it could be um, a musical instrument it could be debate team it could be we're going to have him learn about computers it could be a number of things it could be let's go on a trip let's do a mission trip um, do something back for the community so that they're away from sports altogether.
1: You know, I also think too, a lot of times w- with young athletes, they confuse burnout with struggle That's and, true. and you, you hear it all the time. Like, okay, you had a bad season or you're in a rough streak, you're in a slump, whatnot. And now it's like, oh, I'm so burned out on this. Well, no, you're just struggling. And that is not the time to kind of get away. You're going to have to, if you want to continue on this, and, and play this for a number of more years. You're going to have to figure out how to work through that struggle. The burnout is totally different, in my opinion. The burnout is where you're just caught up way too much in your day to day, and you can't let it go. You can't leave it. Struggle is just a natural occurrence. It's going to be there, and that you have to find a way to get over that hurdle.
0: I think it's safe to say that most kids don't know what burnout really feels. So if they say that they're burned they out,
1: they, they they're struggling. They're
0: struggling. It's not burnout. It's struggle um, burnout sneaks up on you and doesn't, you don't realize it's happening to you until you're literally in it. And the only way that you recognize burnout is when you're out of it Mm -hmm. and you're like, Holy smokes, that part of my life was just
1: crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I did all that. The only time I ever recognize burnout is when I literally get into such a negative mindset about something that I do all the time that I'm just like, even for me to do this most simplest next step is like the hardest achievement in the world for me. That's how I recognize them in burnout. So let's put it into an example. You know, I've been in certain situations in work in the past where I'm doing, you know, you just have a lot of stuff that you get passionate about and you do over and over and over and over again. And then I get to it one day and I just have a brutal mindset on it. Like, Dude, this sucks. I do not want to do this. It's almost like a nuisance, right? Yeah, for that's, sure. that was my—that was actually my third, my oh, third sweet. point. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it without even knowing, but it, it's like, man, it gets to a point where I there's, yes, it could take me two minutes to do this, but it's a huge mountain in front of me. I don't want to climb it. I don't want to do it. I, I will try to find any way to not do it, and that's how I recognize I'm in burnout.
0: I recognize it when I start saying the F word in front of the thing that I have to do. <laughs> that's how I, True. I, that's how, that's how I recognize it. True. So it's, it's very similar. Like, Oh man, I have to do that. And I have to do this. And I have to do that. Like it, and it's like a little trigger. It's weird. Yeah. it it's just like a little trigger that ends up going into your head and you're like, man,
1: duh. you know what I'm saying? Well, my vocabulary, that's more in my vocabulary on a daily basis. So <laughs> I don't recognize it that way.
0: But. Uh, fourth, fourth thing I want to talk about, which kind of goes, it the, goes into being a nuisance is that you actually start hating the thing that you're doing and you hate it to an, a level of which you loathe it. Yep. There's no ands, if, buts about it. You just do it because you're already stuck into that cycle mm-hmm. and you start realizing, man, I really hate going to this place. Mm-hmm. I hate being here, but I'm going to go anyways. And then when you're there, you're just in a really, really, Tough mood. Now, again, that's different from when you're first starting out and you're in the middle and you're like, man, I really hate going to this place because I really, it's going to hurt me. And I'm, I'm not looking forward to breathing heavily. I'm not looking forward to hurting my body and the next day being sore. Now, that's not burnout. That's just you not understanding that you're going to have to climb a few steps. Yeah, struggle to get to there. So, I mean, the moral of the story is you have to know what the difference between struggle and burnout. If you can identify those two things, you know how to assess it. And the common theme amongst all of it is you don't quit. That's the thing where a lot of people will either, A, they'll struggle and they'll quit, or B,
1: they'll call it burnout and they'll quit. I can... I am pretty sure I can say this confidently that throughout my life, when I've been in those situations of really deep struggle, it has always been a pivot turning point for me. It has always been where I've made the next big jump. You don't see it in the moment. You're not at all, not even close, but I can really, really say looking back whenever I've been really struggling with something, not sure where to go. It's always forced me into a situation where I have to think differently, because I can't just keep beating my head against the door. I can't. It's not going to help me. I'm doing the same thing over and over. That's insanity, right? Yep. Um, but I've always had to pivot, and that's always made a huge difference for me. Rather than the opposite, is if you know we, we want to shelter ourselves from the struggle and never accept it. And just kind of go away from it. You never make that next big jump. You're just jumping away from it and going on to something else.
0: The last point I want to make on this identifying burnout is if you feel empty inside, that means that you are burnt out. Yeah. When you have put in a full day's work and at the end of the day you come home and you're about to lay your head on the pillow and you're like, man, what the hell did I just do? Did I gain anything? Did I do anything? Did I move the needle forward? Like you're gonna have those hesitations when you're when you're working out and trying to accomplish a goal, but you don't have that empty feeling of despair, basically. And when you are completely burnt out, you're gonna have that empty feeling at the end of the day and be you're not fulfilled. So you have to find something that's gonna fulfill you. And again, we're not saying quit. We're saying you need to make a switch. You need to make. You need to identify. I need a break from this, because if you don't, you are going to be spinning your wheels and you are going to be miserable.
1: You definitely just feel like the day's a loss. Yeah, you, you feel like nothing you did was productive at all. That it was. Uh, I've been there for sure. I think a lot. I think anybody who works through adversity can can associate with this. That you just, you, you 100% feel like nothing was gained that day. It was a waste. Why did I do it? Why am I doing this? Why am I choosing to do this tomorrow? Like you start thinking all those things. That's for sure burnout.
0: And when you, when you look, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you, and you see, you see that, hey, am I trying to recognize burnout? The thing is, is that you need to go through that. Don't think that that's a wasted time or Mm -hmm. a segment of your life because if you know how burnout feels and you are in it and then you get yourself out of it, that's a really good thing for you because then you're going to be able to recognize, oh, that's what I don't want to happen to me. Now I just got to make sure I balance it out correctly. So don't think that this whole episode is about trying to make you avoid burnout altogether. The the purpose of this episode is, one, I listened to Dave's solo as I was editing it, and I thought it was a very, very good topic, and I wanted to expand on it because a lot of people don't talk about burnout at the youth level or amateur sports. You hear about it in the business world, um, even in startup culture. So if you ever go down a rabbit hole for startup businesses, um, it's, it's a really fascinating culture. But the big thing they have to talk about is make sure you don't burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to invest in you if in nine months down the road, and you're working your tail off at the uh, at the very end, and you end up realizing one day I'm burnt out. I don't want that to happen
1: to you. I think something key to understand is that you're never gonna hide from it. Like you're never gonna be totally sheltered from this type of a situation. Burnout, right? something that's at least I can speak from my own personal experience is that I've said this in the past. I've constantly had to perspective check myself throughout my life. I am for sure a guy who can get negative. That's for sure. My, my nickname around here is grumpy Dave. Okay. That (laughs) is who gave you that name. Uh, you, yes. Um, and I can, as, as, with the best of them, I can get in a negative mindset. I can certainly just it's it's not it's not a good place for me. Well, that's
0: well, that's part being human. When when you hear these influencers say like, "Oh, I never burn out. I work hard and I work smart," like all this big macho stuff and peacocking, like bro, you are human. Every single right. person goes through this at right. some point if you haven't gone through this, you're doing your huge following a huge disservice because they think that this is a, yeah, here. there's a huge, it's a figment of your imagination. Yeah, like, dude, you've gone through burnout. You might've gotten out of it pretty quick and you just didn't, didn't know it. But at some point you were, and you made a switch intuitively right. and you were out of it, but you were probably meddling with it. I think it takes a huge part of you to understand what is burnout, what is struggle, and what does success feel like? And knowing how to attack all three of those categories
1: and knowing how to knowing how to pivot and get out of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's
1: where for me, a perspective check has always been very important to where when I feel at the, the lowest of lows, the most negative mindset I can, I know that I have to change at that point. I have to think differently. I have to look at my outlook differently and, what I try to do is understand we go back to this whole process and I got to, I got to literally be, I got to practice what I preach. I tell players this all the time. It's process, 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 stick to your day to day, understand that you're on a path and that you're going somewhere. It might not seem that you're driving at 90 miles per hour at the moment. It might seem like you're stuck in park, but you're still going there. Okay. You're on that journey And that you don't know that just over the horizon could be that next major goal that you hit where right now you see, you don't feel like that's even close to being achievable. You feel like you're stuck in the mud, tires are spinning. You are not anywhere further down the road than you were two months ago. But you have to understand that that next level up, that next goal is attainable. It is in reach. You might have to change your mindset a little bit. You might have to take a step back from what you're doing. Like you said, pivot onto something else. Get your mind off of it. Go go try something totally different for a minute and then come back. But when you do come back, try to get back into that positive attitude. Try to keep making those small gains happen. When I do that personally, that again, I, I said it before, that's where I've always seen this, this like uptick in my life. You
0: take many holidays basically from, for your brain, whether like Aaron does this constantly during the spring, he goes, mows his lawn as grass out of this property. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to do that. He could ha- he could literally have someone paid to go do mm-hmm. that. Like he had, he has the ability to do that, mm-hmm. but he goes, does it because in my opinion, he's trying to decompress from what's going on, whether that's, family that's tigers that's uh other business Mm -hmm. ventures there's there's a whole number of things right understand that when we when i say balance i don't want to be this millennial that comes out and says let's do freaking yoga and i need my balance and have i
1: need my i need my mental balance
0: let's place let's have some incense going and maybe we'll do some hookah and that was insensitive yeah and next thing you know we're we're one with Reality, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I don't want to be that person. What I'm saying is, is that it, instead of thinking about like, hey, I need, I need balance in my life. You don't. It's more of I need a holiday. I need a break. I need to do this instead and that.
1: Maybe it's understanding when you need.
0: Yeah, balance. and you're not going to be fully 100% work life balance. Like I think that whole phrase work life balance. I, I've always thought this is that it's utter BS because. You're never going to be totally in balance. You're going to, if you want something, you have to work extremely, extremely hard for that thing. If you don't want it, then yeah, you can live more of a balanced type of lifestyle. But if you're going after like a pro ball or division one or division two, um, and being that type of athlete, you're going to have to be out of balance and then get yourself back in balance. It's always this back and forth type of action. Because the last thing you want is to, A, be passive and be more reserved. And you don't want to be overly aggressive where it ends up breaking you. So it's always, always this thing where you are going back and forth of being balanced and unbalanced.
1: Well, I think the, the key char- characteristic, and this will be my closing pitch. This is This is kind of where I want to end this on. We've kind of outlined, you have... And, and we've talked about personal experiences here of understanding when burnout hits and how it hits and where it comes from and what it feels like. The, and, and again, not to be some, infl- everybody gets it. Okay. How quickly can you understand you're in it, pivot out of it and, and get on to the next thing? Are you going to let yourself just sit there in, in so-called purgatory for, for a while, Be a negative mindseted person. Hate your outlook on life. Literally waste your days, okay? Because I've seen people do that. And I've seen people stay there for a long time. And they just want to sit and bitch about it. And they just want to hate it. And they'd rather sit in that area of that burnout and literally complain about being burnt out than make a change. I'd rather be the guy that understands that that's just commonality, that's going to happen to you. Learn how to pivot out of it quickly. Learn how to keep my perspectives in a positive mindset, move on and find a way to, to get out of that and onto my next goal and keep going. That's what I learned from this. That's what I hope that you took out of it.
0: I'm not going to overshadow that because that's exactly how I think. And uh, you literally echoed my thoughts on this. Um, the big thing is just don't be that person that says, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get myself completely balanced or, um, oh, I'm burnt out. Like this is such a struggle. Like, don't be that person, recognize it, get out of it. Don't talk about it. If you need to talk about it with somebody, talk about it with your inner circle, not with a whole group of people and shouting it from social media.
1: I'm going to say one more thing because you just made me think of something. When you're, when you're feeling burnout, when you're in that negative, negative, negative mindset, you think that opportunity is lost. You think there's nothing out there. You, you think that there is no opportunity to be had. When in all reality, there is opportunity everywhere. Everywhere. It might be hard to find it, but it's there.
0: You just got to take a break from where you are right now.
1: Correct. Use the steps we talked about. Opportunity will present itself. Then it's on you. Then it's on you to win and take it and grab it and, and run with it.
0: Guys, that's this episode of The Closing Pitch. My name's Spiker Helms. Across from me is David Birkby. We are national directors for the Rawlings Tigers. Podcasting is not our normal thing. This is something that we love to do because we want to give out information. We see thing, We feel like we see things a little bit differently on certain topics and we want to learn and we also want to engage with you because we want to learn from you as well. So give us a review um, on Apple Podcast, five stars preferably, Also shoot us some emails if you find a topic that's super interesting like hey spike dave I need you to talk about this or hey There's this guy that I follow on twitter or instagram or facebook and he's really killing it And I really love his content, but I think it'd be a really dynamic situation if he came on the show for the closing pitch and I think it'd be awesome to introduce him to or her to your audience. So feel free, give us an email. My email is spiker at rawlingstigers.com. Send it to me. Uh, would love to read it. Um, in the meantime, subscribe, Give us a, uh, share this episode with other people, and we'll catch you in the next episode. See ya. Thank you for watching or listening or both to the closing pitch. If you'd like to get your closing pitch featured on the show, we use a podcasting app called Anchor, where you can submit your statement or question via audio. Or what you can do is comment in the comment section of this post. We also accept direct messages. Please give us the A-OK if you do send us a DM to use your statement or question on the show. Last thing, please give us a review on your platform of choice five-star preferably and we value your opinion and this allows us to reach more people thank you for listening and we will catch you in the next episode